And welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Joining us on the line is Alex Henderson, who is a freelance writer. We'll be discussing his piece on Alternate titled, How You'll Get Screwed If Conservatives Kill the Post Office. Welcome to the show, Alex. Uh, yes, thank you for having me. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, so saving the post office is a concept like saving Social Security or funding education that seemed like a bipartisan no-brainer given 15 years ago. But now all three are under attack. We're going to specifically talk about the post office, but why do conservatives want to privatize the post office? Well, I would say it's not strictly conservative. You have a lot of neoliberals in the Democratic Party who are of the same mindset, which is basically the mindset that if you move things into the private sector, that they're automatically going to be better. But the problem is I think that some things do need to function as public entities, and uh, mail delivery is one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so um, talk about the 2006 Republican Congress. Uh, they passed a bill forcing USPS to prefund future health benefits for their retirees for the next 75 years. Right, and Certain people, uh, including uh, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, have characterized that as a very, uh, very onerous, uh, very onerous uh, requirement. Are those future employees or the ones that they have now? Uh, it's uh, really the whole, uh, you know, the whole shebang. Wow. And uh, as Bernie Sanders has said, were it not for that requirement, they'd actually be turning a profit now. Oh, definitely, especially with all the, you know, the e-sites that are shipping stuff. Right, exactly. I mean, I think one point people miss, the people who characterize the, the United States Postal Service as this uh, bloated, antiquated bureaucracy, I think they forget that the, really this is an entity that serves quite a few different functions and has a vast network. I mean, that you know, their outreach is far and wide. Yeah. Isn't there like a constitutional amendment that basically we're guaranteed to have a post office and now it's just a matter of what form it will take? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it can be, uh, can be regulated by the Congress, but the United States Postal Service, you know, goes back to, uh, goes back to the early days of the country. And uh, certainly a lot has changed technologically since the 19th century. Actually, a lot has changed technologically since 10 or 20 years ago. And the United States Postal Service has had to confront all these changes in technology, namely the fact that a lot of people aren't buying as many stamps as they used to. But that said, I think the, the, the Postal Service, problems and all, has done a good job trying to adapt itself to the, to, the, to the digital age. Yeah, with the flat rate boxes and some of the other things that they offer. Right, and I think an important point to remember is that even though people are spending less money on postage, there's still a need for physical deliveries. People are doing a lot of, uh, buying a lot of things online. You have a lot of e-commerce. And certainly the United States Postal Service can fit into that. Do you think that this effort at privatization is something that's pure ideology coming from the Cato Institute and trickling down to our representatives in Congress and in the Senate? Or is it an effort to save the big box office supply stores like Staples and Office Depot since they're not doing too well? Uh, I think I think pure ideology is a part of it. I think you just have this uh, among true ideologues. They believe that believe that the private sector automatically does things better than the public sector. And even though that might be true in some cases, I don't think it's true in all cases. Yeah. It, do you know if there's a correlation between the conservatives that are pushing for the U.S. Postal Service privatization and campaign contributions from FedEx and UPS? Um. Yes, I would say you know most 
most definitely, you know, you have this, this, uh, you know, the element of uh, of corporatization, and politicians, you know, are always afraid to go up against large corporations. Oh, definitely. Um, as someone who has worked at an office supply store, the idea of Staples handling my mail scares me to death due to the fact that they pay their employees very little, and that leads to, to a high turnover rate. These conditions of labor contribute to a lot of incompetence within the store. Do you, um, you do need somebody qualified and knowledgeable handling the mail, no? Yes, you, <laughs> you certainly do. I mean, uh, Put it, put it this way: There's so much mail in this country that it, it's you know it's not an easy matter, and you do need people who are people who are experienced, people who know what they're doing. Oh, definitely. Um, the one thing I didn't know until I read your article that is on Alternet under um, uh, how you'll get screwed if the conservatives kill the U.S. Postal Service. So one thing I didn't know is is that. Um, Basically, if you take it to a third party, your mail, like the, uh, and you send it USPS, a third party retailers can charge several more, several times more than if it gets shipped by the post office. What are the, some of the other effects that consumers will see if this privatization uh, towards Staples takes place? Well, I think I think one big problem you're going to see if this privatization is continues to escalate is that people who live in rural areas are going to be in a very difficult position just because in those rural areas these large corporations are going to look at they're going to look at the profitability on it and say really are we better served focusing on New York City and Philadelphia and Los Angeles and San Francisco or are we better or how are we going to do if we focus on this small uh small sparsely populated county in the middle of uh, of uh, Idaho or Minnesota yeah, that's one of the most amazing things about the post office is it doesn't matter where you ship to. You can be in Los Angeles and ship to San Diego, or you can be in Los Angeles and be shipped to, oh, I don't know, Florida, South Carolina, and it's the same rate as far as the postage goes. And that, you know, if you're going to have to calculate the cost of how much profit margin there will be under a privatization scheme, you're going to have to leave a lot of people without service. Yeah, very true, especially in these, these rural areas where, you know, where you just don't have a lot of population density. And I think that if the United States Postal Service continues to be undermined and it really does go completely to companies like UPS and FedEx, they're going to say, look, we have to look at the bottom line. How much profitability is there in serving these people in Alaska or, I- or Idaho or Iowa? And you're going uh, to see rates, I think, really escalate in those areas. Oh, definitely. Um, I see the U.S. Postal Service a lot like the public option in healthcare that unfortunately got re- removed. The public option keeps the private option, which is UPS and FedEx, from blowing up out of the roof. With the private or with the public pop option close to being off the table, how much are we going to get charged for postal service at this point? Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, when you look at the, the free enterprise system, it tends to work best when there's a lot of competition. And sometimes that competition can come from a government-operated entity, even if it's a government-operated entity that has to function like a business, which the United States Postal Service is. So if you take that away, then companies like UPS and FedEx are going to have a lot less competition and can do pretty much whatever the heck they want. And theoretically, you know, you could argue, looking at it from a pure libertarian standpoint, Uh why aren't small companies going to 
pop up or a small company is going to step up to the plate and serve as real competition to UPS or to FedEx, the problem is it doesn't always work out that way because large companies tend to want to do away with competition as much as they can. Oh, definitely. Which, which uh, is why cable bills are so high. And Time Warner and Comcast want to merge. Right, exactly. And I don't think that's going to be good for consumers. No, definitely not. Well, um, what are some of the experiences of other countries like Canada and Europe that have had uh, postal service privatization? Well, basically, servicing those countries has gone from bad to worse. And what's happened is you've seen people in these rural areas of the Netherlands, rural areas of, uh, of Germany, who found that their service really decreased quite a bit just because when things are left up to the corporate model, you go for maximum profitability. And things didn't work out as well as the neoliberals in, this country, in those countries said they would. Yeah. One of the things I found amazing is a lot of people complain about waiting in line at the post office. But uh, according to you know consumer scores, the post office gets way better marks than both UPS and FedEx. Yeah. And I can say from personal experience, having dealt with all of the above extensively, uh-huh. any aggravations I've ever had with the Postal Service pale in comparison to the aggravations <laughs> I've had with UPS. With it, we talked about the e-commerce. With it, will industries line up um, to save the post office? Since you know, especially dot coms rely on cheap shipping as part of their business model. You would hope that they would. You would hope that small businesses see the see the importance of saving the postal service. But I, I, I would be fearful that some of those small businesses would buy into the idea that if you privatize everything, you're going to get a ton of competition, and it's going to be great for the consumer. But as I said, it doesn't always work out that way, unfortunately. Yeah, that would be quite a fight within the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, you know, if the small businesses took one side and the chamber, which is usually run by large corporations, took another. Yeah, and if a lot of these small businesses, if some of these dot-com startups really start to crunch their numbers and realize how much this could add to their overhead, I think then they might realize how much of a world of pain they could be in. <laughs> Definitely. What can be done as citizens to fight not just post office privatization, but the overall trend of privatization? I would say you have to... It, it's not an easy thing. I mean, because no. when, I, when I look at this issue, it's, it's not strictly Republicans, but it's corporatist, neoliberal Democrats as well. And the... The thing, you know, that makes it difficult, you know, you can vote for a member of the Green Party, you can vote for somebody who, you know, would really confront this type of thing, but then can the Green Party member win? Yeah, and that goes back to campaign contributions and Citizens United again. Right. So a lot of times I think progressives, when they go to the ballot, you know, when they, when they, go, to the, uh, when they go to vote, they say to themselves, do I vote for the Democrat who at least gives me 60% of what I want and stands a chance of winning? Or do I vote for the Green Party person who I really want, and he loses, and then the Republican gets in there? So, well, well, away from voting, how can we support the American Postal Service Union in their fight to stop this from happening? Well, certainly, you know, you can you can use your dollars whenever you have to spend money. Spend it at the United States Postal Service. Don't spend it at UPS or FedEx. And. Uh, and you can, you know, you can write to your, you can write to politicians. You can have online, online uh, petitions. You can petition your congressman, your, your, your representatives, your senators, your city council people to, 
you know, you can impress upon them the importance of saving the Postal Service and not privatizing it. Any final thoughts before we leave off this morning? No, I would just say, you know, to summarize, if uh, the United States Postal Service, current privatization trends continue and the United States Postal Service ends up like the services in, uh, in countries in Europe, you know, there is going to be a world of hurt out there for small businesses and for consumers. Oh, definitely. My guest has been Alex Henderson. He wrote a piece on Alternet called How You'll Get Screwed If Conservatives Kill the U.S. Post Office, and that goes for neoliberals as well. So uh, thanks again for being on the show, Alex. Okay, thank you. And this, of course, is The Heather McCoy Show.